to Views and Abused, a music podcast. My name is Scott, and this is episode number 18, The Hondales, Go Little Honda. The album was released in 1964. First off, I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. Today is Friday, November 23rd, 2018, Black Friday. I hope you're all being safe and careful. No sell price is worth your life. Now, like I said, this episode, you're listening to it on November 23rd, 2018, which is a Friday. However, this episode actually was recorded on October 18th, 2018. I'm happy to announce that my first granddaughter was born today, October 18th, 2018. So on the last episode, I said that there would be four episodes of Christmas albums. Unfortunately, with my granddaughter being born, I'll be traveling to Utah to see my daughter and granddaughter. The Christmas episodes will not happen as those were to be recorded this weekend. Um, and it was really going to be just a, you know, listen to it, write some no- write notes as we were listening to it. Or then do the next, you know, listen to the next one, write notes, do the next one, write notes, do the next one, write notes, and then put all the notes together um, to get the episodes together. We were going to do it this coming weekend, uh, which would have been the 20th through the 21st. Unfortunately, due to the fact that I'm going to Utah now, um, I'll be leaving on Friday the 19th. It's impossible to get these episodes done as my wife will be working. She's she's obviously, right now she's in bed. It's late night here now. She's in bed. She's got to be up early in the morning for work. So unfortunately, we won't get these done. We won't get them recorded. So the Christmas episodes will not be happening. And it's probably best that that way my wife and I can put more effort into the albums we listen to and give her proper review. So what we'll be doing is hopefully recording the next five episodes before I go. Now these will be another unofficial top 10 series. This time it will be a country artist, hard rock artist, pop artist, rock artist, and heavy metal artist to finish out the year of 2018. If I have time to pop one more episode, um, it'll be a bonus episode to go uh, probably release it right on the 31st, I think, of, of December. Um, and that will be a really just a what, you know, just a few albums I've received throughout the year. So that would actually be yeah, Monday's uh, 31st of December. So if I have time, I'll record one real quick and we will, it will be mainly some albums I've purchased. Uh, either through eBay lots. I won't know which ones. I mean, I, I can name a few that came off the eBay lots, but um, pretty much stuff that came through eBay, things that came off that we bought through Goodwill or Salvation Army. Just give you guys an idea of some of the stuff I picked up and some of the stuff you're going to be hearing about next year in 2019. So that will be with what the, hopefully at least the next five episodes will be unofficial top 10 country artists that I like unofficial hard rock artists, unofficial pop artists, unofficial rock artists, and heavy metal artists to finish out year 2018. If I have time, I will give you a bonus episode for December 31st, which will be just stuff I found. You know, probably about, I would say, between a 10 and 15-minute episode. I'm assuming these other ones will be about the same. Um, but again, that's later. Anyways, let's get to this day in music. Today is November 23rd, 2018. And in 1968 on November 23rd, the Cow Seals 
a family-themed special airs on NBC TV. Also, promoting their album Two Virgins, famous for the cover photo of the couple naked, John Lennon and Yoko Ono appear on the cover of Rolling Stone, again nude. In 1978, on November 23 or 23rd, <laughs> Alison Mosshart, the kills the dead weather singer, is born in Vero Beach, Florida. Or Vero Beach. I apologize if I mispronounced it. In 1998, on November 23rd, a businessman convicted of second-degree murder in the drowning of the ex-wife of Jackson 5 member Tito Jackson is sentenced to 15 years to life in prison. Donald Bohana, 61, listens as Jackson family members urge a lengthy prison sentence for the boyfriend convicted of killing Dolores D.D. Jackson. Also, after his concert at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York, Marilyn Manson has a backstage run-in with Spin Magazine editor editor Craig Marks, who claims that Manson assaults and threatens to kill him. 2008, on November 23rd, 14 years after Axl Rose started working on it, the Guns N' Roses album Chinese Democracy is released. Following the 1993 release of The Spaghetti Incident, members of the band drop off one by one, leaving Axel as the only core member by 1997. With a new team, he continues to work on the album, encouraged by his label Geffen Records, which offers a $1 offers a million if he can deliver it by March 1999. That date comes and goes, as do the producers and musicians working on the project. A summer 2000 target date passes quietly, but in 2001, things are looking good for a release as the band plays some shows and Axel previews tracks for Rolling Stone. In 2002, the band goes on the Chinese Democracy Tour, even though there is no album. The delay continues, and in 2004, guitarist Buckethead, a key player in this drama, leaves the band. In 2006, three tracks from the album are leaked online, with one of them being IRS, making the rock radio airplay chart in America. Axel posts an open letter to fans setting the new release date at March 6, 2007. He is off by about 16 months. By the time the album arrives, at least six different producers have worked on it, and upwards of $13 million has been sunk into the project. The album is met with tepid reviews and modest sales, but is remembered as the greatest musical boondoggle in the history of rock. And that was November 23rd, 2018, This Day in Music. Now let's get on to our topic today, and it is the Hondells, their Go Little Honda album. The Hondells were a band manufactured by Gary Usher, originally consisting of session musicians. Their hit song, hit song Little Honda, was written by Brian Wilson and Mike Love of the Beach Boys. The song was inspired by the popularity of Honda motorbikes in Southern California during the early 60s. In contrast to the prevailing negative stereotypes of motorcycles in America's tough, anti-social rebels, Honda's campaign suggested that their motorcycle were made for everyone. The campaign was hugely successful. By the end of 1963 alone, Honda had sold 90,000 motorcycles. The Beach Boys had re- recorded Little Honda for their 1964 album, All Summer Long, and subsequently 
producer Gary Usher gave former Castells vocalist Chuck Gerard a copy of the All Summer Long LP and instructed him to learn Little Honda. Usher then recruited a group of studio musicians, including Glenn Campbell, Al Delroy, Tommy DeCoso, or T-Disco, sorry, I probably just murdered it, butchered it, and all that good stuff, Bill Cooper, and Richie Podolor to record an album of Honda-related songs for Mercury Records with production credited to Nick Bennett. Though Usher was the brains behind the record, aside from Little Honda, most of the songs on the Hondales Go Little Honda album were written by Usher and KFWB disc jockey and lyricist Roger Christian. The album's cover showed a four-member group, and its liner notes contained an elaborate backstory penned by Christian, which Poise one Richie Burns as a founder and leader of the band. At the time the album was delivered, the name of the group had not been decided. Under consideration were two names, the Rising Suns and the Hondells. Bennett chose the latter and released Little Honda as a single under the new group name. As the song climbed the charts, Usher assembled a band to tour in support and Little Honda eventually peaked at number nine on the U.S. pop chart, pop singles charts. Contrary to popular belief, session musician drummer Hal Blaine, creator of the name The Wrecking Crew, was not the drummer of the Hondells version of Little Honda. The drummer on the Hondells Little Honda was Wayne Edwards, who together with Richie Burns, who played bass on the, on the session and was cited on the album's liner notes as the band's founder, went out on the road as part of the touring Hondo, Hondels. Blaine played drums on this Superstock's Little Honda, produced by Gary Usher for Capital, and on Pat Boone's version of their tune, produced by Terry Melcher as a single for Dot Records. Usher quickly assembled a legitimate version of the group to capitalize on the success of Little Honda. Again, Richie Burns, who had sung, also sung backing vocals on Little Honda, was promoted to lead singer of this particular band. However, since Burns was still working in a bank at the time, he became a, at the time he became a full-fledged member, he didn't appear on the group's cover photo on Go Little Honda. He had friends pose as band members instead. As soon as they saw the Hondells version on the charts, Capitol Records released a single of their Beach Boys version and scored a minor hit as well. The Hondells not only appeared on such popular 1960s music variety TV programs as Shindig and American Bandstand, but also popped up as themselves and performed a few songs in the enjoyable silly Beach Party comedy features, Beach Ball 1965, Beach Blanket Bingo 1965, and Ski Party in 1965. Moreover, the band sang the title tune during the opening and ending credits of the film Winter A Go-Go in 1965. Alas, the group was unable to mass success of Little Honda. The follow-up song, My Buddy Seat, only went to number 87 on the Billboard Pop Charts, while their cover of The Loving Spoonful's Younger, Younger Girl stalled at number 52. The Hondells also recorded commercials for Pepsi and Cody Cosmetics, 
Musicians on these recordings were Richie Burns, Glenn Campbell, Wayne Edwards, Dennis McCarthy, Randy Thomas, who sang the lead on the Pepsi commercial, and Al Ferguson, who sang the lead on the Cody commercials. The Hondells, as both a band and name, were retired in 1970. Gary Usher continued to mine this genre of music, known as surf music, with numerous bands made up of session musicians doing one-off recordings. They were known as the Wrecking Crew, which had a rotating lineup of, same, of the same basic people. For instance, if Hal Blaine wasn't the drummer, then was Earl Palmer. These fictitious bands issued recordings as The Sunsets, The Four Speeds, Gary Usher and the Usherettes, also known as The Honeys, The Competitors, The Go-Go's, not to be confused with the all-girl group from the 80s with the same name, The Devons, The Ghouls, The Superstocks, The Indigos, The Reveals, The Kickstands, and The Knights. Most of these have been reissued on CD and are meticulously cataloged on Beach Boy fan sites. Gerard became a popular and pioneer CCM artist. Burns is the uncle of KCPR radio DJ and celebrity, Bippa Pickles. Now let's talk about Go Little Honda, the album. The first LP, Go Little, How, Go Little Honda, featured a total of 12 tracks, all with a motorcycle theme. Richie Potolor contributed to two tracks, Holland Honda and Black Boots and Bikes. Mike Kerr, who also wrote the song for the Hondas, and I quote, you meet the nicest people on a Honda, on a Honda, end quote campaign, wrote the track Rip Spike. The remaining tracks written by Gary Usher and Roger Christensen consist of Main Street, A Guy Without Wheels, The Wild One, Hot Rod High, Death Valley Run, Two Wheel Showstopper, Riding Trails, and Han Dash The Beat Beach Party. In other words, Honda Beach Party or Honda Beach Party. Go Little Honda, the Hondales album. I first heard this when I was very young as my mother had the monorail copy of this album. Unfortunately, I destroyed that LP, which obviously shows I was a very bad child. <laughs> Luckily for me, I ended up finding a copy over at Goodwill and picked it up. Now let's talk about the album. We're going to start with side one. Track one starts off Little Honda. And you can tell this is an exact copy, almost an exact copy of the Beach Boys song of the same name. Guitars, bass, and drums, the vocals are almost the same. Starts off with a guitar, bass, and drums. And the senior scenes, it's all right. Backing vocal repeats, it's all right. Into the verse, to the verse, only difference. Then the Beach Boys version is, the only difference between this version and the Beach Boys one is, the singer on this one is a lot higher, is a higher octave than Mike Love. Other than, other than that, it sounds the same. Song follows exactly how the Beach Boys song does. And then at the end, you re repeat the chorus over and over while fading out. Track number two it is called Main Streak. This one starts with the guitar's bass come in. And they come in the beginning going, ta-dum, ta-dum, which is funny. As in the 70s, Brownsville Station would use the same with Smoking in the Boys' Room beginning. The drummer also was the only using the hat. Vocals on first verse, on the first verse with backing, providing it, providing an ooh. First and then in the first chorus, the backing is also providing Oz. Then they repeat the name of, this, of the song. Second verse, 
drummer comes in with beat. And again, the vocal and backing vocals are repeating exactly through the verse and chorus as they did in the first. There was an organ solo. Um, and it's, you know, just one of those style of organs they had back in the 60s. Um, you know, Beach Boys used it all. Uh, main song or Beach Boys using the organ on was uh, Good Vibrations. Um, but if you can remember most of the, the organ style from back in the, you know, those, those uh, not like, not like, like they use like in a church setting, but it's just one of those like, uh, you know, keyboard style organs, you know, even, I think, even though, uh, Elton John probably used the same thing on, uh, the song Crocodile Rock. Uh, again, third verse follows the same style as the first two, and the song fades out with a repeated chorus. A Good Guy Without Wheels is song number three on the first side. Song starts out with all instruments. Senior trying to, again, Senior's trying to sound like the Beach Boys. Um, even got that nasal, that nasal singing, the nasal singing like the Beach Boys do. Uh, during the chorus and backing vocal, uh, the, during the chorus, backing vocals are doing Oz. Song fade, fades out with uh, the Senior obviously singing and then the, the backing vocal providing ooze. Song number four, The Wild One, again, this is, and this is probably where I was having a struggle with this album. Again, Senior tried to sound like the Beach Boys, Oz, from the backing vocals going to the chorus, then the backing vocals back and forth on the uh, name of the song, The Wild One. Again, the song re eventually repeats itself into fading out. Track number five, Holland Honda, starts out with all the instruments and added piano. Fast pace with a guitar claiming the vocal spot as this song is an instrumental. This is the one, uh, the very first instrumental, definitely following, following with the typical uh, surf style instrumentals from back in the day, from back in the early 60s. Uh, song fades at the end. That was song five. Song number six, last, last song on side one is Hot Rod High. Band comes in with the first verse with ooze. During, during chorus, again, trying too hard to sound like the Beach Boys. Organ solo, then back to verse and chorus. Song fades out in the, in the chorus being repeated. That's the end of side one. Side two, we start with track number one, Death Valley Run. Band starts vocals, then the senior uh, Death Valley Run. Then back and repeat Death Valley Run in harmony. Death Valley, then they sing Death Valley Run. Uh, shut them down. Then we go back to another verse. Then we go in, and then back to the chorus and then a guitar solo. Then we got another verse. Then the chorus again, re repeat as before the solo. So in other words, this is pretty much what it'd be. It'd be uh, Death Valley Run, Death Valley Run, Death Valley Run, shut them down. Death Valley Run, shut them down. That's pretty much what they were doing in the choruses. Um, except for I don't have extra people where I can do a harmony. Um, backing vocals sing again. Death Valley Run, shoot them down. And repeats, going to a fade out to end the song. Track number eight. I'm sorry, eight. <laughs> Track number two on side two. Two-wheel showstopper. Band comes in to start with, then the verse. Then the backing vocals during the chorus provide ahs. Ah. Uh, Next verse, again, next verse, and then repeat chorus, same way. Next verse, repeat chorus. Guitar 
braids back to the chorus. Next verse, and you repeat the same chorus. Then the singer speaks at the end as the song fades out. Track number nine, Black Boots and Bikes. <laughs> there wasn't much. This song sounds almost exactly the same as uh, the. this is another instrumental. So the second instrumental of the album. This is track three on side two, track nine. I, I, unfortunately, the way it's on my screen is a little bit different. But I do have track three. Um, it's another instrumental, and honestly, all these instrumentals sound the same. Sound the same. I mean, they're just a little bit different in tempo. Other than that, it's all the same. It, I uh, just personally, it gets really boring to me. Track number four on side two, riding trails again. Band starts the song, and oh, then you get a verse, and a chorus. Then the ooze ahs during the next verse and chorus. After the third verse and chorus, there's a guitar solo. Back to verse and chorus, repeat chorus and fade out. Number five, and the last song, or almost last song, sorry. Number five, track five is the Han Dash Duh Beach Party, or Han Duh Beach Party. Again, the third instrumental on this album, guitars and a guitar and drums starts, guitar and drums start the song. Bass comes in for. Again, I wrote again another instrumental. Again, like the previous two instrumentals, guitar is providing the verses. In other words, the guitar is doing its notes through what would normally be a verse. Um, again, just like the other instrumentals, I didn't write much about them, uh, besides the fact that it is the same style. And it's, honestly, it's getting annoying at this point. This whole album's getting annoying at this point for me. Song number six, last one, last track overall. The last track on side two is Rip's Bike. Drums making sound like someone walking upstairs, which sounds actually, I mean, that's actually pretty cool. Then Oregon comes in following the beat. So if you get the. Or actually, kind of like that. With the guitar playing and harmonica, with guitar playing. And then the harmonica actually matching the guitar part. And I know it's a harmonica because I recognize the harmonica. Harmonica comes in for a verse, and then the guitar follows. Song fades out with the start of the song, but in reverse with the organ and drums fading out together. But organ is faded out faster to end with the drum sounding like someone is walking on stairs. Oh, and this is also, yeah, this is the last and fourth instrumental on the album. And Lord Almighty. <laughs> So my opinion of this album, honestly, if I if I was doing a star system on this, I'll, if I was actually doing a star system, which I might start doing in 2019, I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll think about it. Honestly, it would either be one and a half, or at least the most two stars out of five. It might be only one star out of five because I really it is annoying. Anyways, again, my opinion on the album is that it's just thrown together. And Gary Usher was just trying to bank off the success of the Beach Boys and Jan and Dean. Unfortunately, by 1964, British Invasion had taken over America, which then pretty much ended surf music. While the Hondales had a hit with Little Honda, they never found that same success again. It's a one and done listen. After that, I found this album annoying with the same style over and over and over. Even the instrumentals are the same. I thought maybe it was just the surf style of music that made it seem annoying, but I listened to the Beach Boys' first album, even after listening to this one. 
And even though there is the surf style sound, there is a difference in each song on that Beach, first Beach Boys album. Even a slower tempo song that wasn't even done on this album. Um, like I st stated earlier, I believe this is because the album was just thrown together. Um, again, you got Gary Usher, who's a producer. He's hooking up with a DJ slash lyricist, you know, to write most of the songs. Um, and again, their only hit was Little Honda off this album. Um, it actually ended up being their only major hit. But again, um, if I'm able, if I'm able to find the Honda's next uh, next and final album, I will give it a listen to to see if they changed or tried to or or just stayed the same. I talked to my mom after I listened to this album and talked about how I felt. It was them just trying to sound like the Beach Boys. And she told me that back during this time, there were numerous artists who were trying to sound like the Beach Boys and Jan and Dean. Most didn't survive or even had any success as the Beach Boys or Jan and Dean. So, as you all know, usually I go favorite song. Well, my favorite song on this one is obviously Little Honda. <laughs> it's the one I remember listening to also when I was younger. Um, Again, if you don't remember a little Honda, it, it pretty much, it's all right, it's all right. Um, first gear, it's all right. Second gear, I'll lean right. Third gear, hang on tight. Faster, it's all right. That's pretty much how the course goes on it. Anyways, that gives you an idea. I suck at singing. You guys, y'all know that before this. <laughs> My least favorite. After multiple listens, <laughs> honestly, the rest of this album is my least favorite. Uh, and it's just too repetitive. I mean, there was some repetitive stuff. There was a lot of repetitive stuff that, you know, came out in the 80s and stuff. But, dang, at least they tried. At least there was a better attempt to sound different. Again, I think this was just trying to capitalize off of the Beach Boys sound. You know, the, the surf era unfortunately it came out in 64 i think had gary usher actually given even the artist time to do it you know the guys that you know i mean come on you got glenn campbell one is one person on this album you know if, if you give me guys some time some time to actually put something together i think honestly you would have had a better album and it probably would be up there but there was no they they gave he gave no attempt it was like he knew that he recognized that that song was going to be a hit by the Beach Boys. He knew that they were going to release, you know, the album. Their album wasn't coming out until 64. So here it threw it together to have this version of Little Honda come out before um, the Beach Boys album come out. And it wasn't even until after it hit number nine on Billboard that Capitol released Beach Boys version as a, a single. And then by then, you've already oversaturated it oversaturated the uh the water because you know you had little hondas plus there was what pat boone um let me run up back up real quick i can't remember it was pat boone and someone else who all came out with the same friggin song um let me see uh dang it <laughs> i should have wrote this i should have copied this down and brought it back down but um Oh, where there it is, right there. So you also had uh, 
the Super Stocks, which obviously we found out is a fake band, another fake band by Gary Usher. So you, so you had the Hondos, the Hondos was little Honda. Then you had uh, the Super Stocks and Pat Boone. Then the Beach Boys version. So there's four songs of the same song. Well, of course, you know, the Beach Boys version is not going to do very good because even though it's written by them, most people are going to be like, man, I'm so sick of this song. Who cares? You know, but anyways, so for me, the rest of this album is my least favorite. It's just, I'm just never going to listen to it again. Overall sound, I mean, it's, it's definitely surf music. It's definitely, gosh, I don't even want to, I don't even want to put it in the same ballpark as, as uh, the Beach Boys or Jan and Dean. I mean, honestly, this is, this is like, this is like NCAA, or this is like, uh, actually, this is more like junior high football, middle school football, Pop Warner football against uh, NFL football. If, if, if I put it kind of like that, again, nothing trailblazing, just a copy of a copy. Oh, my, my expectations, they were actually higher due to the fact that I remember my mom having this, and I thought I must have liked it too. But after listening to it, now as an adult, it's far below my expectations. Even my wife, I mean, I let her listen to it. I mean, she listened to it three times, and by the second listen, she was rolling her friggin' eyes, you know. And you know, she 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 liked Little Honda, but yeah, she is. That was like just like me. Like, are you kidding me? So unfortunately, this is it. Definitely far below my expectations. Probably something I'll never listen to again. But then again. I go by a model of never say never. Anyways, we're, we're a little over 30 minutes now into this episode. I want to close. I want to thank you all for downloading this episode. Again, I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. If you're out shopping today, please be safe. Um, if you haven't subscribed, please do so so you don't miss any new episodes. Also, please rate and review five stars, please. Five stars. Used and abused can be found on Twitter at used and abused pod. Instagram, used and abused pod. Again, and is spelled out A N D A N D. Email, used and abused pod at gmail.com. Again, and is spelled out A N D. YouTube, used and search, search out used and abused pod. You can either type out and or you can use a little and key above the seven key if you use a shift. Um, also, as always, links will be provided down in the descriptions of each episode except for the YouTube one, but you can easily just hit the little search feature and type in use and abuse. Anyways, podcast is available at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Radio Public, and Spotify. Again, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Also, again, please rate and review use and abuse and podcast. Five stars, please. Five stars. And until the next episode, have a great week. Work week and weekend. Be kind to everyone and keep the music playing.